with the new Reserve Bank Governor Michelle Bullock on heightened alert about rising inflation. Key economic data out this week could influence the likelihood of the need for yet another interest rate rise. Yes, we're talking about that again. And uh, Peter Ryan joins us now, the ABC senior business correspondent. Peter, it's not only economists paying attention to inflation data this week, of course, but also, you know, everyday Australians, many of them worried about those mortgage repayments. So what can we expect? Well, uh, good morning, Tom. This sort of thing used to be uh, eye-glazingly dry, but these days it's not just those uh, pointy-head economists who are reading the tea leaves. The monthly inflation reading introduced over the last year gives a more regular snapshot of uh, consumer prices than the broader quarterly reading that we actually won't see until January the 31st. But There could be a glimmer of good news when the October reading hits on Wednesday morning. Economists uh, see the annual pace of inflation slowing to 5.2%, and that's coming down from 5.6% in the previous month, meaning there's just been a marginal increase in inflation over the month. Now, the question is whether or not this uh, tempers the Reserve Bank's anxiety over inflation. But remember, even if inflation does uh, slow, or fall to 5.2%, it's still actually above the Reserve Bank's target of 2 to 3%. Basically, that's where the RBA wants to see inflation land over time and stay. And as I said, this monthly reading is not exhaustive. That quarterly reading we see in late January takes into account a much broader basket of goods uh, where prices are either rising or falling. Now, a February rate hike uh, looks like a looming if there is a a sudden spike in that January CPI. But for now, um, could be a bit of relief. A pre-Christmas strike by the Reserve Bank in December is looking at just an 11% chance. Peter, late last week, Michelle Bullock, RBA Governor, said she was worried about domestic inflation in her her words, you know, given that we've now had 13 rate hikes, when are they actually going to start working to cool inflation? That's the big question, isn't it? Well, Tom, you were away last week, so you missed all the excitement. Oh, I was still excited. (laughs) Last week, um, Michelle Bullock uh, said inflation was showing up domestically in the cost of things like um, hairdressing um, and the dentist. Now, she wasn't blaming people for getting a haircut or looking after their teeth, as we've seen in some of the reporting after her speech on Wednesday night, but she was uh, saying that those domestic price pressures are taking over from those uh, geopolitically uh, driven um, things like the war in Ukraine that have been resulting in higher oil prices and higher petrol prices. But I guess when you read between the lines of Michelle Bullock's comments, she she wasn't telling people to cut back on things like hairdressing or going to the dentist, but she was sending the message that people do need to think about their spending and to slow their spending, uh, given that demand for services is exceeding supply and then uh, fueling wages. And we saw the day before in the minutes from the Reserve Bank's uh, board meeting from November that there is evidence that some businesses are actually now baking these inflation price rises into goods and services and passing those on to consumers. So that's when you get into that whole area of inflation psychology that people yeah. keep paying uh, because they have to. Now, tomorrow we'll be seeing retail sales update for October. They're expected to come in almost flatlining with growth of just 0.2%. This is actually after quite solid growth in September of 0.9%. Um, so there's going to be an update on whether or not the consumer actually is resilient or 
Commodore finally getting the message um, after those 13 rate rises that we've had from those near zero levels in May last year. Peter, legislation will also be introduced later today as part of reforms to the Reserve Bank. I mean, will that make any difference to the way interest rate rises are considered? Well, probably not. But if anything, the legislation is designed to strengthen the Reserve Bank's independence that we've had since the mid-1990s. That's full independence from government. So the federal government, the treasurer, the prime minister, they're not there to actually try to jawbone or influence the Reserve Bank. They make their own decisions. There was an extensive overhaul um, and review, and that in part contributed to the the non-renewal of Philip Lowe as Reserve Bank. Governor, um, but there actually is an interesting key change that will be coming up in the legislation, and that removes the Treasurer's ability to veto or to overrule Reserve Bank decisions. Now, this is a, a power that's never been used, but mm. it has actually been sitting there since the late 1950s, but it'll be gone under this legislation. Also, from next year, eight meetings a year instead of the current 11 longer meetings, a press conference after each rates decision, whether it's up, down, or no movement at all. The Reserve Bank's mandate's been tweaked to cover not just that inflation target of 2 to 3% over time, but also working towards full employment, which is technically what we have at the moment with a jobless rate of 3.7%, which is still around a record low, but that jobless rate's expected to rise to be around 4.7% by the middle of next year as the economy slows. Peter, thanks as always. That's the ABC senior business correspondent, Peter Ryan, joining us there.